0: brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at CharityMobile.com. Today we have some reporting from unrelated sources to me that seem to be confirming that groups like the FSSP will be the target of Francis in the coming weeks with a new document from Rome, as well as what they intend to do with their next stage of banning the traditional faith. But we have some good news as well. Signs of resistance are emerging, coming from among the bishops and priests, that these things will not go so smoothly for the modernists. So to that end, keep those bishops and priests in your prayers, because they will certainly need them as things progress. Let's get to our news items of the day. But as we do from time to time, let's check in with Pacapapa papa Francis for some inspiring words of wisdom that will certainly light the fires of faith in anyone who hears them. Francis was recently interviewed for Italian TV, and he had a couple of thoughts that I'm sure you're going to find quite compelling. Here's the first, where he sees a rising tide of the greatest evil of our time. Quote, The biggest crisis facing the church today is a worldly spirituality, which causes clericalism and a rigidity, an ideological rigidity, which is opposed to the gospel. End quote. So, his rigid trads are apparently worldly, Which is strange, since most traditional Catholics I know actively avoid the things of this world. But again, what do I know, since I'm just a guy on the internet? But Francis follows that up with a prayer request of all things. Quote, Pray for me. I need it. And if any of you don't pray because they don't believe in prayer, or don't know how to pray, the least you can do is send me your good thoughts and good vibes. End quote. End quote so inspiring. The church is obviously in good hands right now. A lot of people like to point out that the church is currently ruled by the hippie generation, and here's yet more proof of that, except most of the people from that generation left that nonsense behind long ago and shouldn't be judged for it today, you know, indiscretions of youth that people have repented for and that kind of thing. But clearly not everyone has, including the great merciful one himself, but that's fine. Our story today is of more confirmations that the powers that be in Rome are going to hammer groups like the FSSP in March with restrictions like what we have seen placed on diocesan and religious groups. From SamorumPontificum.de, we get the story. Headline, hit it, hit it dead. According to this story, whispers are coming from the Roman Curia that the former Ecclesia Dei Institutes are next. Catholic commentators from across the board have been reporting this for some time, and it's good to see that European sources are reporting the same thing. To what end is this coming action going to be taken, though? Quote, The choice of means now seems to be occasionally taking the advice of experienced curials, whose long experience has taught them that hit it, hit it dead, is not really the most effective strategy for achieving ecclesiastical goals. Nothing has changed in the major goal of driving the traditional liturgy, including the teachings manifested in it, out of the life of the Church. But Archbishop Roach's response and Cardinal supich's measures, as well as some Roman conjectures, About the forthcoming discipline of the priestly societies can be understood to mean that the complete disappearance of the Old Liturgy should not be given the foreground, at least not for a limited time, but a kind of forced by ritualism. Anyone who recognizes the modern liturgy and proves this not only through its verbal recognition as the only form of the Lexarondi of the Roman Rite, but also through regular celebrations, not only on Maundy Thursday, may also celebrate it in the Old Rite provided and as long as the bishop and the congregation for worship do so allow. Irish minds might even be sold it as a sort of compromise, an offer you can't refuse. End quote. A forced biritualism, meaning the FSSP and other similar groups will be forced to say the new mass periodically. And I guarantee you that many of the priests in those groups, especially the younger priests, will refuse. I know this because I've spoken to FSSP priests in person who said that they will never say the new mass, that they functionally have the same attitude about it that the SSPX has, and that they will not say the new mass for fear of their souls. And this is a problem because the FSSP and similar groups were founded on the principle of absolute obedience to Rome even if the Pope is wrong on issues of liturgy or practices in the faith. How can the organizations resist? It's a good question. One biased anyone who really examines the question, including the author of the piece from Samorum Pontificum.de, quote, In fact, a strict rejection of this impertinence should not be easy for the priests of former Ecclesia day, because their communities have declared themselves as one of the preconditions for their establishment not to fundamentally and categorically reject the celebration according to the modern rite. And many have therefore also taken part in the chrism mass of the bishop in whose diocese they were ordained. Those who refuse this participation in no way refer to a fundamental refusal, but to the fact that this Mass takes place as a con-celebration in the post-conciliar rule. And according to canon law, no priest is obliged to take part in a con-celebration. Now, legal requirements in Francis's pontificate are a variable variable. But as long as canon 902 is not repealed or reformulated, Canon 902 is is what protects a priest from having to con-celebrate a Mass. The enemies of tradition have come up with another means. In the future, no priest should be able to avoid celebrating the Novus Ordo. The previously required abstract recognition of the Reformation of Bugnini and Paul VI should no longer suffice. Only those who also celebrate publicly in the new rite, and best of all, those who are also consecrated according to the new books, have a chance of being considered when issuing the exemptions required for everything and every ancient ritual in the future. End quote. Only those who celebrate the new Mass will be able to say the old. And remember, even that is temporary. They want to bury the old Mass forever. Cardinal Pietro Perlin said as much a couple of months before *Traditionis Custodus was released, and he would know he's a senior member of the Roman Curia, who has Francis's ear on pretty much everything, internal modernist politics aside. And the modernists are making progress in achieving that goal. Francis met on Monday morning with Jao Cardinal Bras de Aviz, Prefect of Congregation for Institutes of Consecrated Life and Societies of Apostolic Life, and Jose Rodriguez Carballo, Bishop, OFM, Secretary of the aforementioned Congregation. And who are they? The Institutes of Consecrated Life and Societies of Apostolic Life are where the FSSP, Institute of Christ the King, and similar organizations are governed from within the Roman Curia. Some may say this was a routine meeting, but let's be real for a second here. Francis isn't one for wasting time with frivolities. We know something is coming about those groups, and it's probably coming next month. So everybody, buckle up. But despite all that, some bishops and some institutes of priestly life are resisting Francis and his war on the faith. From Gloria TV, we get this. Headline. Heaven on Earth. Confirmations held in forbidden Roman Rite. I like the scare quotes in the word forbidden because the Church doesn't forbid the use of the ancient rites. Only the modernists parading around as authority figures in the Church do. From the article, quote, Brazil's military archbishop, Don Fernando Guadamares, celebrated on February 2nd, Candle Mass with confirmations at the Institute of the Good Shepherd in Brasilia. He used the Roman Pontificale, which only Francis and Archbishop Roach consider to be forbidden. Gloria.tv knows of other Roman Rite confirmations celebrated underground in 2022, a proof that Francis is unable to turn back the wheel of church history, end quote. Yeah, the writers of Gloria TV are as biased as I am, which I'm fine with. They don't hide their bias and neither do I. And here's the thing. What they're reporting, that Bishop in Brazil ordaining men in the forbidden, preconciliar conciliar form of confirmation, points to something that the modernists are absolutely terrified of. They can't turn their back against the rising tide of sacred tradition, this turn away from secularism in the church and the withering of modernist authority within the church. This is evident from all the things the modernists are saying in public themselves. We saw what that was, what Francis said earlier. Here's another example from the tablet. A once fine Catholic publisher, but who in the years after the council became a hyper modernist rag, no different than America magazine. From the tablet, we get this story that is absolutely related to all of this. Headline Canon lawyer terrified by young conservative seminarians, written by somebody calling themselves Sarah McConnell, who is Someone who is focusing really on, shall we say, Ted McCarrick issues in the church. And that's something, of course, to be something that people should worry about, how the church handles these things. But she ties it to traditional priests and the ultra-conservative priests and seminarians that are coming up through the ranks. For example, one person they interviewed on this subject lamented the rise of these new seminarians in the church. Quote, These ultra-conservative young men want to walk around with all the investments of the 1950s and say the Latin Mass. It is a kind of romanticism. He said they firmly believe in this idea that once they are ordained, that they are sacred beings, that they are radically different. Criticizing a mythology of priests as men who are ontologically changed at ordination, he said that the 16th century French teaching had been resurrected by Pope John Paul II. It had been used to fortify the attitude of We are better than you are, and we can do what we want, which had led many in the church to see clergy as above accountability. End quote. You see what they're doing here? They're linking the two problems together. Now, this problem in the church certainly existed before the council. No reasonable traditional Catholic says just restore the old mass, and all these problems go away magically. But what they're doing is linking the problems together. It's astonishing. And they even found a priest who helps the families of those who had been, uh, shall we say, influenced by the Ted McCarricks of the world, and how he is equally terrified of these rising conservative priests. Quote, Father Doyle, who is a therapist, warned that the church's mishandling of allegations of these kinds, and those who did it, was linked to a misconception of the clergy and bishops as the essence of the church and essential for salvation. To believe that we need the rituals, that we need the bishops, and we need the clergy to make it from this existence to the next is fallacious, he said. This belief had created a clerical aristocracy in the church which needed to be challenged. We all know what clericalism is. It's a disease. It's a virus that the Catholic Church has, which means the clergy and the clerical way of life and its values come before anything. It is total nonsense, Father Doyle said. The crisis was also linked to a desire to protect the institution. The good of the church really means the good of the bureaucracy. Some bishops have admitted this in recent years. End quote. Again, do you see what they're doing here? There is a deeply, deeply anti-clerical, anti-priest, anti-hierarchy, anti-church problem with all of this. And they don't even hide it anymore. That's what's at the heart of this. This deeply anti-tradition and anti-church sentiment that runs among the modernists can be seen in the German synodal way, which is being used to effectively neutralize the priesthood and make the church all about the people instead of about administering the sacraments and doing the work of salvation in the world to, you know, actually save souls. And we see it in the war against the traditional liturgy. We've seen it in the attempts to take down Benedict XVI in the past few weeks, which I've touched on in other recent uploads. And it all gets me to thinking, just how far are they planning to go? I don't have an answer to that since it would be speculation on my part to actively guess, but I'm curious what you think the modernist endgame is, so let me know in the comments, please. But all of this has a silver lining. In addition to that bishop ordaining men using a forbidden right to do so, I received word that a traditional Latin mass parish in Chicago ignored Supich's decree banning the mass on the very first Sunday of the month and conducted the business of God as usual on that Sunday. At the time of this production, no word has come down yet as to how Supich has reacted, but I guarantee you he will react, which is why I'm not identifying who the parish was in this video, because I'm pretty sure they watch all, you know, any commentator you can think of on our side of things. But it is related to the bans on the Mass and the forthcoming bans that are expected in the coming months, and that's all I'll say on that. So it's not all bad news. There is resistance happening among some bishops and priests who are high risk for being hammered by Supich and company. But there's a deep-seated animosity against traditional Catholics. as evidenced by Francis' words claiming that the least worldly people you'll probably ever meet are extremely worldly, and as a consequence, deeply rigid, in our way of life. I don't know what thought process leads one to think that being worldly leads to clericalism and rigidity, but there you go. The whole thing is odd, because the more worldly one really becomes, the more likely they are to accept all the innovations of the world, and all the sin that goes hand-in-hand with it, and eventually to leave the faith. But then again, I doubt Francis is concerned with real sins or people leaving. Which leaves me asking this. Let me know in the comments not only what the modernist end endgame is as far as you think it is, but what will happen to any priests and priestly fraternities that resist Francis' attempts to bury the Mass. I'm curious what you think. Also, like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. And as always, pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.